and welcome to the Actually Making a Difference podcast, the show about starting, growing, and marketing your purpose-led business. No magic wands, no false promises, just simple, straightforward, and honest advice based on decades of experience. I'm your host, Sarah Price, and you are ready to actually make a difference. Hello. And welcome to this episode of the Actually Making a Difference podcast, the one-stop shop you need to help you to get your impact business up, running and growing. The Actually community is filled with people who want to grow purpose-led businesses that make money and make a difference. So many of us are actively seeking to create change in the world. But there is a difference between the change that we seek to create and change that we feel is foist upon us by outside forces. The cost of living crisis, the ongoing war in Ukraine, the crisis in the NHS and in other public services, the fallout from the COVID pandemic, and the death of our longest serving monarch here in the UK, plus an impending and potentially global recession. All of these issues and changes have been imposed upon us. And they seem to be having a real impact on anxiety levels. Those who are still working and maybe planning the transition to impact business ownership are worried about redundancy. Those who are in the midst of that transition with a side hustle business underway are wondering if now is really the right time for this. And those who are already in business, whether it's early years or established, are increasingly concerned about that potential for rising costs and falling sales. Understandably, we find it easier to embrace change that we've sought out. But how do we cope with the kind of change we're experiencing now? Unwanted, undesirable, or to us at least, unnecessary change. I'm going to give you my five tips for coping at a time of unprecedented change. I hope they help. Tip number one, your response will determine your experience of any given situation or change. Because it's not the event itself that determines your experience, it is that event plus your response to it. Let's be honest, you can't single-handedly change the outcome of an election force a peaceful end to a war, change the government's economic policy, or solve a global recession. But you can change your response to each of these events. On a more personal level, let's talk about redundancy. Now, I know better than most that losing your job is a huge, unasked for, and usually unwanted change, particularly in the run-up to or in the midst of a recession. How do I know? Because it happened to me in 2009. And I remember the sheer terror of realising that my regular paycheck was going to disappear. But I also realised very quickly that I had a choice. I could freak out over my lost salary and allow myself to sink into despair, pull a duvet over my head curl up and hope everything was just going to go away, or I could explore the opportunity that redundancy was going to offer me. What I chose to do was cut back on my expenses to the absolute bone and spend some time exploring all the things that I had always been interested in, 
but never had much time for because, well, I was always working. So I did courses in baking, in photography. I trained as a massage therapist. I did a course in healing and another in counselling. And in the end, those nine months that I spent not working was one of the happiest periods of my life. Although by the end of it, I didn't have a single penny to my name. And then in 2010, rested, replenished, re-energised from that time off, I co-founded one of London's most successful independent communications agencies, my first entrepreneurial business. Tip number two, act as if. We are all familiar with the basics of Charles Darwin's theory of biological evolution, most often summarised as survival of the fittest. But the fact is that his theory was not that we must be fit to survive, which is a good thing for me, but that those who survive are those that are most adaptable to change. Your ability to adapt to change and secure the best possible outcome depends to a large extent on your mindset. So ask yourself, what kind of person do I need to be in order to achieve the best outcome here? How would I walk? How would I talk? How would I dress? What thoughts would I think? How would I interact with people? And once you have that clear in your mind, see yourself as that kind of person. Start showing up in the world as that person. This is not about faking it until you make it, right? It's about tuning in to your intentions, to your desires and your aspirations and working out who it is you need to be to achieve them. It's about remembering that how you show up is a choice and making the choice that's going to deliver the best outcome. Tip number three, avoid drains, focus on radiators. When I was a kid, my dad said to me that there are two kinds of people in the world, drains and radiators. Drains, we all know, right? They're those people who make you feel worse about yourself or life or the changes that you're experiencing. Drains suck the joy from a room and they suck the energy out of you. They're like energy vampires. And more often than not, they are consistently negative, cynical, pessimistic. By contrast, radiators make you feel better just by being themselves. They exude joy, positivity and optimism. They energise you, they fill you up and leave you smiling. When the world is filled with uncertainty and unavoidable change, avoid drains and focus on radiator. In fact, let's be honest, even when everything in the world is going great, you want to have more radiators than drains in your life. And remember, it's not just other people that can be drains. I will quite often decide to stay away from the news for a while because I find that constant chatter of bad news and the relentless cynicism really draining. And social media, social media can be a drain. In fact, there are certain people, accounts and businesses that I've just stopped following because I find their content draining, cynical, bullying, negative, pessimistic, or filled with a kind of toxic positivity that actually makes me feel worse, not better. Tip number four, sleep, eat, move. 
Now, as somebody who has recently discovered the previously undiscovered by me joys of insomnia, and uh, as currently subsisting on between two and three hours sleep a night, please know that I sympathise with you if you struggle with sleep. But change can be draining on your physical and mental energy, and you must try and do everything you can to make sure that you're properly rested during a period of change. For me, a good nighttime routine and trying to get as much sleep as I can each evening, but also allowing myself to nap during the day to try and make up for any sleep that I'm missing, that is essential. Eat well. When change happens, a lot of us, and yes, by us, I do also mean me, reach for the carbs. Bread, muffins, cake, crisps. I can't have Pringles in the house. Apparently, according to a friend of mine who's a nutritionist, it's because eating carbs boosts serotonin. And that's the key hormone that stabilizes our mood, our feelings of well being and happiness. But whilst you might get a temporary uplift from that large bag of Doritos, in the long term, you will feel worse. So during a period of change, and this is good advice all of the time, make sure that you're eating well and avoid the carbs. When times are tough and there's a lot of change around, it can be easy to become even more sedentary, sat at your desk day in, day out, working as hard as you can to try and make things work, watching the television rather than going out and spending money. But the reality is that exercising two to three times a week has been found to significantly improve your overall mood and your ability to cope with change. Even just walking around the block can help you feel better and give you a different perspective on the changes that you're grappling with. Tip number five, remember that above all, you are not alone. I know that change can create anxiety, grief, and concern. And in fact, it's reminded me these last few weeks of something I read years ago about our psychological response to impending or ongoing crisis. Many of us, when we experience difficult external circumstances, like, for example, a recession, will pull back and in. We withdraw from others. We withdraw from community. We seek to protect ourselves from further hurt and chaos. And it's the same in business. When times get tough, we become increasingly fearful about competition. We buy into that zero-sum game model of you win, I lose, that our old and outdated paradigm loves so much. We swallow the idea that in challenging economic circumstances, it is every business owner for themselves. But the reality is this, the key to surviving and thriving in times of change and chaos are simple. Connection, community and collaboration. So I want to encourage you all to lean in, seek support, find collaborative opportunities, embrace partnership, use every opportunity to network and create connections. It's how I've survived several major recessions in the 26 plus years that I've been working and in business. It's how I took my last entrepreneurial business to a very profitable seven figures of revenue in just 12 months, in spite of starting 
as the post-2008 recession was at its peak. It's how I've grown this business, actually, to multiple six figures in spite of launching as the pandemic hit. And it's how I plan to get through this next bumpy period and emerge stronger and better than ever. Connection, community, collaboration. I want you to know I will do all I can to support you, to provide you with community and with opportunities to collaborate. So come and be a part of my community in the Actually Making a Difference Facebook group. Come, lean in, get support, seek collaboration. We can survive tough times and change together because it's time and we are ready to actually make a difference. Thank you for listening to the Actually Making a Difference podcast with me, Sarah Price. Come and join a community of purpose in our free and friendly Actually Making a Difference Facebook group. Because now that you're part of my world, you need never feel alone on this entrepreneurial journey. And you will always be welcome.